So good evening, guys. My name is Jashin, and I'll be the host for the day. And we are here for the third episode of the Footy Call podcast. The topic for the day is Manchester United, and on the show we have two die-hard Manchester United fans. One of them is Aditya, who you might recall from the previous episodes, and the other one is a newcomer, Aruna Akundo, also known as Starboy. So. let us straight away dive into the topic and uh, i firstly have a question for adi so adi uh, how do you feel about the recent announcement of eric ten hag as the new manchester united manager and like what will your expectations be for the next season first of all uh, i would like to welcome onava kundu to the podcast hi kundu thanks uh, it's good to be here thanks for having me now uh for your question i think uh, i am like everyone else i'm also excited about the appointment of eric ten hag but i do have my doubts so uh we have this is the fifth manager we are hiring uh, i i is it the fifth yeah. one i don't know it's the uh, uh yeah it's the sixth one if yes, you count the rangnick as well so he's yeah. the sixth manager that we are hiring after sir alex ferguson and we are nowhere near trophies forget about trophies we are going into conference league right now so i think he has a mammoth task before him and i don't think he has the support of the board because the glazers are really not interested in uh, running a football club properly they're not in- interested in investing in the squad and i don't see the players attitude because it's a big problem that we have in uh, in our club that the players don't feel like giving in the efforts or putting in the efforts for the club do you think we have we have all seen uh, ralf rangnick's work in the past we have seen how his teams play do you think this is a ralf rangnick trained squad i don't think that is because you know the players don't seem to press at all they don't seem to have a attacking intent i think we are going to concede after every uh, during every attack of the opponent i think we are going to concede because our defense is so bad and the midfield is so bad So I don't know what Eric Ten Hag can do. I think we can have God as our manager and will still be in the Conference League. So I don't know. I am a bit skeptical about uh, Eric Ten Hag's appointment purely because of the board. Uh, as for the manager itself, I think he is a decent appointment. Okay. And uh, or what do you think? Uh, what are your opinions about this scene? Uh, yeah. So while. Adi has made some very valid points. Uh, I think I do differ on certain aspects of what he said. Um, first of all, Eric Ten Hag, although he he is not a you know he's not the Jose Mourinho or or you know the the Pep Guardiola's of of world football, he does come in with a certain amount of pedigree. He he's won the domestic uh, double there. He's won the Eredivisie twice. He's won the KNDB Cup twice. Um, even the Cruyff Shield. He's actually even the fastest coach to a hundred wins in the Eredivisie. He's done it in just one one hundred and twenty-eight matches. Uh, so I think he comes in uh, with a lot of uh, you know good credentials. First of all, that that I think uh, would stand out. Also, the kind of setup that he has um, in his squad uh, in in currently in Ajax. If you see, he likes to keep the ball. He he is a pretty attack-minded uh, person. He wants to. keep a lot of possession and most importantly he wants his teams to do a lot of pressing something that even adi pointed out that the attitude and the mentality is such that we we don't want to chase the ball you know we don't want that we don't see that effort every day in day out in the matches we don't see that but i think this is where 
Ten Hag will come in, and I think uh, being a lot more tactical, I think he can change uh, this this mentality in in the players at least. I, I don't know about the board. The board is obviously a valid point that Adi said. Um, I think there's yet to be uh, uh, you know significant changes in the board, but I think in terms of turning around the players' mentality, I think he he is uh, the right man for the job. Uh, so uh, taking all of this into account, I think I would say that uh, let's give him some time. I'm obviously not going to say that we're going to win the Champions League or Premier League next year or even the year after that. But uh, you know, like Klopp arrived, he he took some time uh, to to you know uh, hit the he didn't get hit the ground running obviously. So he took some time. So let's let's give him that time. Let's give him that uh, confidence and belief. And and I'm sure um, he's going to uh, do some good things for the club. Yeah, that's where I stand. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah. So just to add to this, like my personal opinion on this, like after having seen what how Arteta has done with Arsenal, and you know, even I was also pro Emery back then. I also wanted Emery to be given a little more time. So yeah, in the in in like Kundu said, like Eric Ten Hag already has all the credentials to be a successful manager. So I also feel that yeah, if you give him decent time and a decent squad as well, a hardworking, willing squad, I think he'll he'll do well as the new Manchester United manager. So uh, moving on back to Adi, uh, what do you think? So like you said that you're not really very convinced at the moment, but at the same time, what do you think went wrong with the previous managers? You know, you also had quality managers before. Eric Ten Hag, you had LVG, you had Mourinho, even Ole, coming not from such a solid background, did pretty well as a coach. So, where do you think the club went wrong? Uh, before I answer that question, I have something to add to what uh, Oru said regarding Eric Ten Hag. So, uh, you say that he won Eredivisie uh, twice, KNVB Cup twice, Johan Cruyff Shield uh, once or twice. I don't know, but uh, you know that is in the Dutch league, right? I'll list off a few players. That were the top scorers for the Dutch league. You tell me where they are right now. Number one, Afonso Alves. He scored 34 goals in the season 2006-2007. Where is he right now? Do you remember him? I mean, uh, see, I'm not <laughs> disputing your your point. All I'm saying is that uh, the guy, wherever he's gone, and he's gone at and you know, in, he's performed in the Dutch league. He's he's delivered there. So let's give him the chance here. I'm sure he can deliver here as well. So, I mean. The, the leagues are obviously disparate. Um, you know, there's a disparity between the two leagues, obviously. We can see that. It's, the Premier League is the best league in the world. But, you know, that, there's no reason to for you to believe that he, he'll come here and absolutely fail. So, let's let's believe in that. That's all I'm saying, you know. Adi, so, like... This, this question yeah. that you came up with for Kundu. But then, if you're... Uh... Who would you have rather had at United if not Eric Ten Hag? In an ideal world, I would have uh, gone after Julian Nagelsmann. Although I know he's struggling at Bayern, but uh, I've been a very good manager for Manchester Manchester United. Uh, kind of like uh, Sir Alex. I hoped he would be like Sir Alex Ferguson and stay at the club for 20-25 years. Although that is very rare uh, in this scenario. But uh, in this current uh, footballing scenario, but uh, still, I would have preferred either him or Ruben Amorim, who is doing a very good job at uh, Sporting. Okay. I, I would wanted a young manager to be given a chance. 
at united because that's what uh, united does we give young players a chance we i think it's high time we give young managers a chance as well like we did with sir ice ferguson although he had a pedigree when he came to united but he was a relatively inexperienced manager as well correct um so going back to my question uh, yeah, about yeah. yeah so what do you think went wrong with the previous managers to be honest i think moyes was not the right fit i'll go by, by one by one uh, with the managers uh, let's start off with david moyes so david moyes yeah. i think he he took a champ, he took a title winning squad and he added quality players like maron fellini uh, I, i say quality with double air quotes and uh, juan mata okay and at that time mata was a very good player uh, he joined from a, a direct rival chelsea uh, he took that squad and he finished seventh i don't know what went wrong i think the style of play did not suit united because it was a bit different i think the training sessions and everything were a bit different to that of sir ice ferguson and the players just did not respect him enough after having a manager like sir ice ferguson i mean that can happen if you are you know if you have a very uh, dominating and a very uh, a genius manager like sir ice ferguson Uh, and then you yeah. go to david moyes no disrespect david moyes is uh, doing a fantastic job at west ham right now and he has done a fantastic job at everton as well but uh, mm-hmm. manchester united you cannot you just cannot uh, match up to the legacy of sir alex ferguson at manchester united at least so i think he struggled uh, with that uh, and after that uh, louis van hal he had his philosophy which was which was to bore us to death for united fans it was very boring i remember watching games and going to sleep Do you remember Bastian Schweinsteiger used to play for Manchester United? I do not. I had to recall very I had to you know remember really hard that he used to play for us. We had players like Tyler Blackett, uh Paddy McNair, Donald Love playing for us at that time. Although it was exciting for us to see of at least for me to see him give a chance to youngsters, but uh, he just did not have quality players for him. And I think the recruitment also did not uh, work for him. Like he got Memphis Depay, he did not click at Manchester United. Morgan Schneiderlin, who did not uh, click for Manchester United. Daley Blind, who was a serviceable player but a bit too slow for uh, the pace of the Premier League. So players like that did not work out. Matteo Damian as well. So I think his recruitment was a bit uh, hit and miss. I'd say. Okay. As for Mourinho, as for Mourinho, I think Mourinho was just a response. to it was a manchester united response to manchester city's hiring of pep guardiola i don't think we were after mourinho i don't think we wanted mourinho but we wanted someone who could counter pep guardiola because i think the board recognized that pep manchester manchester city hiring pep guardiola is a big deal and they wanted uh, something a similar statement like uh, we have seen in the past with mourinho and pep guardiola at uh, barcelona and uh, real madrid so both of them have had epic clashes which we remember so i guess they wanted to replicate that but i i think at the time of his career jose mourinho was uh, his tactics were a bit outdated i think uh, a lot of people had figured mm-hmm. it out and they had and the players the style of play that he has it's very uh, demanding for the players as well so i think the because he turned on them pretty quickly as well luke shaw would attest to that and Paul Pogba so i think uh, mourinho was just not the right fit for united and i know a lot of uh, united fans and uh, other fans as well i think jazz you would be a part of that as well yeah actually think, i was uh, going to 
yeah exactly i was going to say that that uh, he, he still did a decent job at united right yeah i i know you're going to say that but i'll i'll just uh, counter that i i want you to look at the quality of the coaches not the players right now just the coaches in premier league right now uh, you have uh, let's go by uh, just you know uh, positions right now on the table you have yeah. uh, pep guardiola you have uh, jorgen klopp you have thomas tuchel you have uh, antonio conte uh, three of them are title winners uh, thomas tuchel has won the champions league with chelsea then you have at fifth you have mikel arteta who is a relative newbie but he is doing a pretty good job with the young arsenal squad as well right now then you have at sixth i think we are at sixth manchester united we have uh, ralph rangnick who has a decent pedigree as well in the footballing community uh, then you move on to seventh i guess uh, we have david moyes Okay, Moise, David yeah. Moyes is doing a good job for uh, Manchester for West Ham United. Then you have Bruno Lage, who has been who has a very good uh, debut season for Wolves. We should not underestimate that as well. And at ninth, I guess it's uh, Eddie Howe, Newcastle. Uh, Eddie Howe, we know he's a pretty good manager, uh, but he had yeah. a lot of limitations with Bournemouth in terms of transfer budget, which he does not right now because he's part of the richest club in the world. So I think <laughs> he can buy every player he wants, but uh, he has a very uh, specific style of play. which i think is working for newcastle right now so you just look at the quality of the coaches coaches like ralf hasenhutl who's a pretty good coach he's in the bottom of bottom half of the premier league and when jose mourinho was there i think the quality of coaches was uh, a level below and that's why he was performing a bit better and united had a better squad as well and they were much more motivated So I feel that is the difference uh, between uh, Jose Mourinho and the managers after Mourinho. So uh, now I'll move. I, I know I'm taking a lot of time, but uh, <laughs> I'll move on to uh, Ole uh, Ole right now. And uh, as for Ole, I think uh, I feel a bit sad about Ole because I really wanted it to work and managed to do. Uh, was make me care about Manchester United again. I don't know about other fans, but uh, <laughs> when I while I was watching Mourinho's United play, I was a bit disconnected with them. I did not think, I did not feel like it was the United that I grew up watching, which changed when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took charge. I felt like this was the club that I knew. It was very entertaining to watch for a brief period of time. It was like the a uh, very thrilling brand of football. I think post lockdown when we were. uh you know we were down 2-0 but we had the confidence and we would beat teams 5-2 3-2 or you know just we would just score goals from nowhere and we'll just win matches so uh, i feel ole gunnar solskjaer was a bit unlucky because he just loved the club too much and could not say things about the club or the board who definitely threw him under the bus and ole had his restrictions as well uh, let's not uh, say that he was a very good coach but he did manage to beat pep guardiola Uh, at um, at Etihad Stadium, he did manage to beat a lot of top coaches. So we should not forget that as well. That is not a fluke. So you know, beating Pep Guardiola more than once is not a fluke. So I feel we do disrespect Ole a lot, but uh, he has done a pretty decent job as well. Apart from signing Harry Maguire, which <laughs> cardinal sin in my opinion, and he should be banned for it. And Ralph Rangnick is just interim manager, so I will not get into it too much. Yeah, so that was a very detailed explanation by Adi. Uh, or what? Uh, same question. What What are your thoughts about this? Uh, yeah. So, 
so mostly adi has covered more or less um, all the points that uh, you know needs to be covered in this respect just i'll i'll highlight a few things that i thought uh, i had a different answer to where you know adi said that uh, uh, <clears throat> mourinho was only uh, hired because uh, pep guardiola was being hired at man city i would like to remind all of you that uh, we came the closest to winning the premier league title under jose mourinho so i don't think uh out of i i think of all the managers that we've had of the past uh, however so many years up until you know sir alex ferguson i think moreno has been the best in terms of getting us a title i'm not saying in terms of attacking play or an you know, overall style of football that was obviously suffering under uh, moreno but I, i would definitely say giving us uh, the you know the fa cup and and the europa league uh it's never been done after that and it's not been done before that uh, until sir alex ferguson uh, days so i think definitely um, uh, you know jose was not really a, a, a signing just uh, out of panic or anything i think he given some more time he would have done a lot more for manchester united than uh, than he actually already did and we should be we should actually be thankful uh, and give a little more credit to jose mourinho for for doing all of that um now coming to you know uh, ole gunnar solskjaer i mean like adi said uh, he did bring back that counter attacking style that uh, we used to see uh, back in the day uh, um, you know in the, in the old man united you know the man united way that that's what we used to call it right so i know yeah. yes i think we we saw that in bits and parts and uh, i mean the kid in me really uh, you know sort of uh, reflected on the alex ferguson days and and saw it uh, as as a you know maybe he can reflect uh, maybe he can take us back to that era but again you know there's there's things that that went wrong again as adi said uh, some of the signings went amiss uh, you know when when you're up against uh, you know guardiola klopp and tuchel uh, in the league uh, they they're the ones who are performing day in day out and even the smallest mistakes against those rivals uh, you know they they pile up and uh, so i think even when adi highlighted the fact that we uh, beat guardiola twice uh, i don't think it's about beating guardiola it's about uh, beating the entire league it's about the consistency which was not there under ochias i think uh, we suffered in that respect and that's something i think i would like to highlight um, apart from that again uh, he he just has coaching credentials at molde and and, and cardiff i mean every time uh, something went wrong we would always point uh, the finger at that direction that he didn't have significant coaching experience before he took the reins at united so i think again you know there there's various ways of looking at at how he was sacked but uh, it all points to the fact that you know the performances have just not been up to where we wanted it to be so that those are some of my takes uh, that i felt so, i should have yeah yeah so uh, or would you say that uh, it's uh... the managers are to blame for the lack of success of united or matlab like i think the players are also equally yeah, yeah, yeah i mean the, it's 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 a trifecta really i mean i mean the the board is responsible right the players are responsible the managers are also responsible all three of them uh, run a football club together i i don't think if if there's a bad apple in any lot there is going to be uh, you know uh, some falter uh, here and there so and in our case you know we we actually have all of them uh, firing uh, wrongly so uh, i would 
heap a lot of blame most of it on the players that they have not performed uh, at the level where manchester united expect them to be because when you see on paper you know we we still have a team on paper that looks better than probably uh, you know 90% of all of the premier league squads uh, barring a few you know maybe but you know you look at the performances you look at the attitude of the players you you see the quality of the football it's just not there um apart from that i think uh, yeah the manager uh, has to bear some blame uh, but i would say some managers were uh, better than the others obviously as i have pointed out uh, mourinho yeah. was the closest one and the board again the signings again it's just gone amiss what can i say that's just just left to be seen what can we do in the summer adi would you differ with what kundu said about blaming uh, uh, on the board and the players equally uh, i if i had to give percentages i would uh, blame it more on the players than the board and i would rate the managers at the last because they are the least guilty of everything because i'll i'll just uh, justify my answer here uh, phil yeah. jones david de gea uh, jesse lingard uh then you have players like uh, i'm just forgetting the names these i'm what my point is these are the players that have played under different managers more than two three managers for united and yeah. you have not seen a lot of improvement in them i are you saying are the managers to blame for that because i don't think uh, we have hired bad managers because these are title proven winners as well in their respective leagues like uh, louis van hal uh, jose mourinho Ralph Rangnick, they are all title winners. So, are you saying that they are incapable of improving a player? I don't think so. I think it's the players who are to blame for this because they are not really eager to learn, I guess, or they are not motivated to learn. I don't know what is the case, but they are just not doing what is required of them to improve. And uh, as for the board, I think yeah, whatever their fault is, they, obviously the board is to blame. We are making a lot of signings. We are spending a lot of money as well. So. i can you really blame the board on this i obviously i blame the board a lot on a lot of factors but uh, for the lack of trophy i think the players are to blame more than the board because we are spending we just this summer we spent roughly around 120 million on getting jaden sancho varan and cristiano ronaldo which makes our team very strong and fills a lot of gaps in our uh, squad so and we are still finishing in the conference league position so i think it's uh, down to the players mostly so and and just this is due to address ornava about the previous point that he made regarding the managers you said that uh, mourinho finished closer to the title he was closest to the title than any other manager i just have a statistic for you uh, in the season 2017 and 2018 manchester united finished second behind manchester city and jcity had 100 points united had 81 points that's a difference of 19 points and in the season 2020 and 21 under ole gunnar solja we finished second and we finished with a points tally of 74 and man city finished with a points tally of 86 i know the points are a bit less but uh, the gap was 12 points so i think statistically ole gunnar solja was closer to the title than uh, mourinho Yeah, so I mean, I in that in that respect, you're right, obviously. But I'm just saying, in terms of uh, you know, even overall uh, play, I mean, I, I don't think OGS was ever even close to surpassing uh, you know uh, anything 
of of the sort that uh, Pep Guardiola was exhibiting at at uh, Man City. But with Mourinho, I think we had a fair chance. He he had the pedigree, he had the credentials to actually go toe to toe with Pep Guardiola. I don't think OGS would have done it. Uh, but anyway, I mean statistically, yes, it can be said. But I mean, I'm just making a point here. So, yeah. Okay, then. Uh... I think we can move on from this topic now. And uh, finally, so after all this discussion, we discussed about the managers, the players, the board, everything. So it is quite clear that a rebuild is needed at United, right? And uh, there'll be a lot of things to be that have to be worked on. So uh, why don't you guys uh, give us some, throw some light on what should be the major areas of focus in the team and the bo- change, uh, changes in the board etc. So, Adi, why don't you start? What do you think you sh- should be the starting point? I think, I think I'd like to hear what Oru has to say first and then I'll go because I think I might take a bit of time. So, I'll just let <laughs> Oru take this one first. Sure. No, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll keep it short and simple like you want, Adi. I'll just say sack them all. Just sack <laughs> them all right now. I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it with this bunch of players. They're playing for Manchester United. They have it on their on their shirts, the badge. I I don't understand. That should be motivation enough for you to go out there and give it your all every every day of the week, every every week. I mean, every game of the week. I I just don't understand how they can be so lax. So I think you know some clear holes uh, that are there. We should definitely uh, start off with a, a good striker. I mean, uh, for sure. If you if you know um, you know Ronaldo is. You know, he's 37 now and he's obviously he's given us 18 goals this season, but we can't be relying on Ronaldo for next season, the season after and, and so on and so forth. He's just he's just going to get progressively, you know, uh, weaker as, as age progresses. So we, we need a good, I mean, a young striker at least. So, I mean, uh, Everton is probably going to get relegated, right? So uh, we can look at Richarlison, something of... Uh, you know, maybe I think Everton has about a 50 million odd uh, bid that they can accept. Is that's that's what was reported. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, there's another option that we have up front in Darwin Nunes, uh, the Benfica striker. Um, we can try and get Lotaro if you if we it's you know if you're ambitious. So these are some of the options that up front that that uh, you know we can look out for. Again, in midfield. I don't know if we can battle it out with PSG for Frankie de Jong. I, I don't think that's possible. Um, we've also seen uh, United and Arsenal in the race for Debala. Again, Arsenal, I mean, come on, just give up, man. I mean, yeah, you don't, you can't get Debala. He's too good for you guys. But, come on. Uh, so I mean, are you serious right now? How can you? I eat? am. I am. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, see, you guys. At the end of the day, we're going to go to the Champions League, son. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be playing conference league. You think Dybala will join a conference league team? You have taught them on your heels. So, let's not get ahead of us. He still, will, he still might go to the Europa, which is still better than conference. Sure. We don't know if you're going to the conference league. Let's let's wait and watch it. Okay. So, anyway, let, let's get back to the original uh, question. Yeah. So, again, uh, we are almost uh, uh, clear at Rice, right? We, we will get Declan Rice this summer. That's what I believe. That's what I think we also need in midfield. Um, again, um, in terms of centre-backs, I mean, what can I say? We've all seen Harry Maguire, right? Uh, he's just... I, I don't even know what he's doing in the club. I don't know why he's even playing football. 
for God's sake. I mean, uh, he's just been a big disappointment, right? So I again, but I do think uh, Rafael Varane and you know uh, maybe alongside him, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm, I don't want to say Phil Jones, obviously, but uh, there's probably uh, you know who's the other one? I forget, I'm forgetting I, the other. Lindelof. Yes, exactly. I'm just I'm just <laughs> remembering that he's you know I'm remembering his national team. But anyway, Lindelof and maybe Varane, you know, he they can strike up a partnership next season. I I don't see them going for a centre back this time around. I I really don't. And apart from that, um, in terms of the fullbacks, I think Dalo is performing uh, decent. I'm not going to bash him too much. Uh, Shaw, I'm not sure. Uh, we probably would need. Uh, somebody in that place, uh, given that you know uh, he's not really performing well. Uh, Aaron Van Bissaka again, you know he's not really uh, performing well. He's, he's starting to fall out of favor, uh, so he may be on the way out. So we may want also uh, a right back. That is that is kind of a replacement, but obviously not not in the first team. Those are some of the key areas in the squad that I'm thinking would want uh, filling in. Apart from that, we have a new manager. Let's see how how he performs at Ten Hag. And and I mean the board. There's been some you know resignings already. And so I mean let's see. I I can't really comment on the board. Who's going to be a better uh, you know uh, businessman in terms of who brings in the better talent or who you know scouts out the right. best players or who backs who. I I don't know of those relationships. Right. Those yeah. Those great so yeah, let's yeah. see how how that fares. Correct. So. Um... Adi, what are your views about this? Uh, I know you you already said you have a lot to talk about. So, why don't you go right ahead? So, first of all, the, the resignations that Ornava was talking about. Uh, it's uh, Director of Negotiations, Matt Judge, who has resigned. So, I'm uh, what the speculation is that we are going to probably hire a technical director uh, to replace him, who is Paul Mitchell, who has discovered players uh, like... Dele Ali, Sadio Mane. So it's a good sign for us if we are looking at someone with such a pedigree. So uh, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good uh, option to uh, for us to have. Now let's get back to the squad, which is uh, which we all know is not performing as well. And first, I'd like to talk about the players who I see uh, will be, you know, either leaving the club uh, because of contracts expiring, or they might be sold. So uh, for the keeper, I think I think Dean Anderson should be sold. Uh, because he is one of the few players who represents a pretty good value in the market. And there will be clubs looking to sign him. I think a club like Newcastle or Tottenham even, because Hugo Lloris is getting a bit older now, I think they would want someone like Dean Henderson in the squad for the long term. So uh, you can expect Dean Henderson to leave. Then you have Jesse Lingard, who's definitely going to leave. Paul Pogba, who's definitely going to leave. Uh, Edinson Cavani, who's going to leave, Nemanja Matic, who has already said that he's going to leave. Uh, then you have Juan Mata, who's, all, who's also going to leave. Then uh, I expect players like Eric Bailly, Phil Jones to be sold as well, because they're not getting enough game time, so they might leave and look for other clubs. And Anthony Martial has already said that he doesn't want to be at the club, but uh, I don't think he had a successful loan spell at Sevilla, so he might... Uh, stay or he might leave, I don't know. So, I'll just put it in the maybe category. And you have players like Axel Tuanzebe, who's on loan at Napoli and is not performing pretty well, so he might leave as well. You have Tahit Chong, a youngster who's going to leave. He's out of contract in the summer. 
and then you have Andres Pereira who's on loan at Flamengo and they have a deal in place to sign him for 10 million euros so i think that might go through so he might leave as well so which will leave us will roughly three uh, two goalkeepers two first team goalkeepers two right backs four center backs if i include Teren Mengi who's a youngster in the uh, squad you have two left backs you have uh, four senior midfielders and you have two senior wingers and you have uh, two strikers if i count anthony martial so you can see it's not a lot of options we are you know we are lacking in depth we don't have a very lot of, thin squad we yeah. don't have a yeah we don't have a deep squad and if you have to rely upon players like scott mctominay who are your first team players and fred then you're definitely going to finish below uh, <laughs> the conference league spots as well so i think there are major updates that are needed so if i in a realistic world like ralf rangnick said in an interview that we might need at least 10 players and he's not wrong apart from the goalkeeper situation i think we need a replacement or we need a new player in every position so i'll start off with the right back if aron van bissaka is sold and i do mean i would love to see him being sold because i think he has not progressed enough in the 3 years that he has been at the club uh i would expect i would want united to target someone like max arons who is going to be relegated with norwich or someone like jed spence from uh, nottingham forest i don't think they would cost a lot so it's a very economical option to have and or you can go after tarik lamty but uh, i don't see brighton selling him right now i think he'll stay there one more year and then he might leave so for right now i think uh, max arons or jed spence would be a pretty good option as for center back uh players like Paul Torres who's performing really well at Villarreal uh Sven Botman but I think he's going to Milan so that he's out of the question but the main the biggest uh, the biggest name that we are being linked to and the most probable name that we are linked to is Julian Timber from Ajax there are expectations that Eric Ten Hag will bring him with him uh to uh, Manchester United so these are the few options or we could look after someone like James Tarkowski if he's relegated with burnley he would be another economical option to have as a squad option in place of phil jones or eric bai so i don't think we have, there are any good left backs in the market so i don't think we will be looking for one we will rely upon brandon williams or the youngster alvaro fernandez to fill up that poor spot and i would really want us to sell alex alex perez i don't know what he was doing at arsenal i totally blame him for the first two goals because he <laughs> Def, he totally screwed up there at that position, and he has not been able to, you know, really given a good performance apart from that goal against Villarreal in the Champions League. I have not seen him do anything of note. So, uh, yeah, I would like him to be sold. As for midfield, like I said, we have four options: Bruno Fernandez, Fred, Scott McTominay, and Donny Van de Beek. If he, uh, yeah, if Eric Ten Hag decides to keep him at the club. Apart from that, we have a few youngsters, a couple of youngsters: James Garner, who is performing really well at Nottingham Forest, and Hannibal. So, uh, we'll you can say we have six players in that uh, midfield options, but we would obviously need a defensive midfielder, uh, one one midfielder to replace Paul Pogba. someone who can a box to box or a number 8 uh and another midfielder just for the squad depth that is i think what we need and uh, players like i i said ornavo mentioned declan rice from west ham but they want 150 million for him 
or maybe they would want somewhere around 100 million for him and i don't think we should be spending 100 million on him because just spending 100 million on a player does not make any sense so we could easily buy someone like chuamini uh for that position or we can get uh, bubukar kamara from marseille uh to fill that spot for the central defensive midfielder and uh, or we could look at someone like edson alvarez again from uh, ajax who has worked with eric ten hag so there's a good rapport there and uh, apart from that for the midfield role i think christopher nkunku is a very exciting option for united and someone like jacob ranzi from aston villa very impressive good player yeah he's a very impressive player i think if we are you know if we are really ambitious we could go after him and we could get him right now before you know other clubs start circling around him so that's for the all for the midfield option i'd say these are the players that i would realistically target and uh, as for the wingers obviously there are links to anthony so that is inevitable and uh, someone like uh, dan juma from villarreal is always uh, you know an exciting option to have and some other options that i would you know want united to explore are dwight mcneil from burnley or michael olise from crystal palace who has performed really well this season he's been really impressive so for wing i would want these options and for striker i think there are a couple like uh, ornavo mentioned uh, darwin nunes uh, lotaro i don't think he just signed a new contract i don't think he will be leaving inter milan soon and uh, the one i would be looking for is jonathan david from uh, lille and because we know that all the french club are going through some crisis so i think we should we can realistically target him so i think these are the players that we need these are the positions that we need to fill so that is all from me on this uh, topic so like uh, quite a squad overhaul is being expected at manchester united clearly uh, so guys that was more or less it from our side for this detailed discussion on the future of united uh, i'd like to thank our guests arunava and adi for being here guys uh, and uh, i guess uh, have a great w- game week i hope all your teams do well and i hope arsenal make it to the top 4 yeah. thanks guys <laughs>